Praise the Lord. Appreciate a good service this morning. Appreciate uh, what the Lord did for us. Looking forward to another good night tonight in God's house. Amen. Appreciate you being here. I think we've got a few more coming in. But we'll go ahead and get started. Turn in, in your red back hymnals tonight to 333, page 333. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. Hallelujah. How many of you looking forward to going to heaven tonight? Amen. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. Sing now. us to heaven, and uh, I don't know about you, but my prayer tonight is even so, come Lord Jesus, amen. All right, let's turn uh, in your red book to 343, blue book 275, red book 343, blue book 275, oh happy day, aren't you thankful for the, for the happy day that Jesus washed your sins away, 
Amen. <clears throat> Sing it out now. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice on Thee, my Savior and my God. Well, may this glowing heart rejoice and tell its raptures all abroad. Sing, happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. Amen. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. Oh, happy bond that seals my vows to him who merits all my love. Let cheerful anthems fill his house while to that sacred shrine I move. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day, Jesus washed my sins away. On the third now. Tis done the great transactions done. I am the Lord. Think about what you're singing now. He drew me and I followed on. Confess the voice divine. Happy day, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. On the fourth now, now rest my long divided heart fixed on this blissful sinner rest. Now ever from my Lord depart with him of Sing now, happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. He taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day. Sing that chorus one more time. Drop the music, lift it up unto heaven. Happy day, happy day. When Jesus washed my sins away, he taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day, when Jesus washed my sins away. 
Did you like that hymn tonight? That's an oldie, but a goodie, praise God. And you get a good choir together, a good with all the parts. That one right there sounds good. Turn around and shake hands one with another. Welcome each other into God's house. It sure is good to be here tonight. Amen. The, the worst thing, but the last thing you want is for her to get on them and picture my head, and she she beat them to death, praise God. Amen. Good to be here tonight. Amen. Praise God for another Sunday night service. Appreciate uh, the privilege to be here this evening, and I trust you've had a good afternoon. Is the wind still a-blowing? Holly said, I can't remember uh, uh, a time when it was more windy than what it has been. Well, she's... Must have forgot the tornadoes a few years back. Can I get a witness? But uh, it is, has been windy, but um, I'm thankful that uh, warm weather's right around the corner. Uh, praise God for that. But we do appreciate your your presence. I don't know what it is, but it seems like we're side heavy. This side, we've got more on this side than we do the other side. And it must be, oh, is that right? Oh, my. I don't know. How about the wheat? How about the wheat over here and the tares over there? Can I get a witness tonight? Hey, man. Hallelujah. I think it's Brother Anthony sitting back there alone and by himself. I just think nobody wants to be around him. Praise God. No, I'm just kidding. 
but it is good to be here. I appreciate you, appreciate uh, what the Lord's doing, and again, we're just continuing to praise Him for His blessings upon us as a church, and uh, again, appreciate uh, our visitors tonight, and we're not even going to talk about this guy that Conchita's got with him. Uh, all I know is he is a Lawson. That's his last name. Uh, is it Ray? Is that right? We were, we were uh, talking about that yesterday, Holly and I driving down the road, and uh, amen. You got Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard, I believe he was the boxer. And then I think you got, uh, somebody said, uh, uh, isn't it uh, Baby Ray Sweet Peas, is that right? Uh, amen. So maybe we just uh, call him Sweet Pea. How's that, Conchita? Amen. No, she don't like that. <laughs> amen. Ray, it's good to see you. I can't, the last time I saw you, you was a whole lot smaller than you are now. But we love Brother Ray. Appreciate his family. Amen. One of our longest tenured uh, supporting missionaries here at the, the church, the Lawson family, uh, missionaries to Brazil. Now, Ray, if there's anything you want to know about your dad, uh, before you knew him, you just talk to me and we'll uh, share some things with you. Amen. Praise God. But we appreciate him being with us and uh, uh, amen. Appreciate Carolyn and her husband being with us tonight. Amen. It's always good to have them with us. And it's good to have the Brobeck clan back here. Amen. Uh, Brother Michael, now we ain't going to talk about Brother James Henry that's uh, here. Boy, James Henry, he helped us out um, last time he was here, uh, got us some good singing. I hope you've got something else uh, in the works tonight, brother. All right. Well, we'll... we'll that's what it says. Amen. Amen. So we'll uh, turn brother, brother James Henry Davis loose here in a while and... Good to have Michael and Danielle. And I believe we got Tamar with us. Is that right? Amen. Praise God. Uh, I got to meet. See, we'd met Tamara. Amen. Tamara's Michael's daughter. But now we've got Tamar. That's his. Uh, that's that's Tamara's twin with us tonight. So it is so good to have uh, him with us this evening. And one thing about it, you couldn't, either one of them kids, Tamara, Tam, Tamara or Tamar, couldn't deny their daddy if they tried. They'd look just exactly like him. Amen. God help them both. Praise God. Uh, amen. But we appreciate them. Amen. One Michael's one Michael's one too many, ain't that brother? Ain't that right, brother? Praise God. <laughs> amen. Lord's good to us. Uh, again, we uh, were able to announce the special blessing that we received here at the church this past week. Again, the uh, the forty thousand dollar anonymous donation that came in. And that puts us within $3,000 of having the building fund paid off here at the church. Can I say to God, be the glory, great things he hath done. Amen. Well, uh, yeah, let's give God a hand for that tonight. Amen. He alone is worthy. And then also, uh, I was looking, I was a little bit concerned because I thought maybe we were, uh, we were a little short uh, on our missions for this month. Uh, again, God has just been so greatly blessing our missionary ministry here at the church. And uh, again, just the offerings continue to roll in. But we were a little bit behind, uh, this being the uh, last Sunday of the month. But somebody's been holding out on us because I looked at the board uh, after this morning's service. And once again, we brought in over $1,200 uh, for the month in missions. And, I, and once again, that's something to praise the Lord for. Uh, as well tonight. Amen. Thankful for the mi the ministry of missions uh, as it is the heartbeat of the church. So uh, praise God for that. We've got a lot of good things going on. 
Don't forget the uh, television broadcast, Channel 18, Comcast TV. Uh, again, 2.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Don't forget that. Also, the um, building fund offering that we're receiving on Wednesday nights. Uh, amen. Uh, do continue to remember that. Don't forget the United for Christ Youth Program that takes place um, on Wednesday nights. Uh, uh, we had two young people profess Christ as Savior this past Wednesday night. And once again, to God be the glory for that. So we've got a lot to be thankful for tonight, don't we, church? Uh, also, don't forget Brother Josh started revival tonight. He's starting revival tonight. He's been so busy. Preached yesterday, preached this morning, got called out last night for work, and now starts revival services at Lower Lighthouse Church. Uh, I believe that's Bishop Lane here, in, here in, uh, in Greene County. If you need directions for that, we'll find them for you. We'll just put it on GPS. Uh, amen. But again, uh, of course, they're starting at 6 o'clock tonight. But then the rest of the week services will be at 7 o'clock p.m. himself and then Brother Brian Brown will be preaching those services. So go out there and support him if you can. Just by way of prayer request uh, tonight, continue to remember several that we mentioned this morning. Uh, don't forget Miss Nancy Chapman. She needs our prayers. Uh, continue to remember Shirley Neese as well. Um, Brother Sam Hardy needs our prayers. Uh, continue uh, to remember, um, let's see, Rita Knight, appreciate the uh, answered prayer there. Miss uh, Miss Joanne gave us a good report on Miss Rita, but we need to remember Anthony Knight as he's not feeling well. Love Brother Anthony, remember him. Uh, remember Randy Turner and his family, continue to pray for the Clinton Harrison family. Uh, remember uh, that family, uh, the Elaine Ball family, they need our prayers as well. Uh, uh, good to have Conchita with us, uh, pray for her and Ray. Uh, they're in Bible College. Appreciate them. Uh, remember Eddie Bailey. Uh, remember, uh, let's see, uh, Miss Lula Cutchall. Remember the T.A. Hamilton family. Michael and I went to school with T.A., and we need to remember that family. Tragic passing. Uh, remember Peggy Bryson in prayer. The Elma Davis family. The Ukraine situation. A few others from this morning. Ralph, The Ralph Stanton family. Um, let's see, uh, Janet Shelton. Uh, remember David Harrison as he had surgery this week, uh, and then Linda Morlock. Uh, we found out this morning that Miss Linda, that's Anthony Morlock's mother, had a stroke. So uh, they're tr still trying to evaluate the severity of that stroke. But remember Miss Linda in prayer also. Uh, somebody that uh, I'm sure you have some requests tonight that you'd like to mention. See, let me look that up. Any other prayer requests uh, tonight? Yeah, remember Uncle Kenny? We sure miss him when he's not here. Let's see that uh, Miss Pat. The request is Boyce Whitaker. Remember Boyce Whitaker in prayer. Somebody else this evening. Yeah, remember Miss Callie and her health. I had her on here. I just failed to mention it. Somebody else? Amen, Sam. Praise God. Let me say this. I had, um, you know, sometimes you, you walk out of the pulpit not knowing 
whether or not you was a success or a failure. Of course, we know that it's not about the results per se, but I did get a text message this afternoon from somebody that was here and told me that uh, that was exactly what he needed to hear and he appreciated that. So that's an encouragement, amen, knowing that the Word of God doesn't return void. So hallelujah. Uh, so, uh, other prayer needs tonight. Remember my Aunt Lisa Tomlinson. Any others? Remember Miss Kim Cannon. I think sometimes the old devil would convince us uh, not to request prayer for ourselves. Uh, amen. But um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, amen. I'm thankful that uh, we serve a God and a Father that he just loves it when his youngins come and bring their petitions before him. So uh, remember Miss Kim in prayer tonight. Remember Brian Cannon in prayer also? Yeah, go ahead, Pam. That's right. Amen. Bear one another's burdens. And you know, just like we talked this morning, uh, not just the leadership of the church, but all of us, when our hands begin to grow weak and, and uh, begin to fall, that's when we've got to come in behind one another and lift one another up in prayer. I'll tell you, I don't know what I'd do without my church family. Can I get a witness tonight? Amen. Thankful for brothers and sisters in Christ. Somebody else this evening. Amen, Carolyn. Appreciate that. I know I saw on Facebook Miss Linda was up there with y'all a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, if you're looking for somebody to minister to, you don't have to go very far. Uh, whether it be in Kingsport, but Johnson City, or here, here in Greenville. Uh, amen. There's plenty of people. I, I'll share this. Um, you know, left the ark one day this week and went out and did a few things and come back by. I guess it was about 7.30 or 8 o'clock. And there was a young fella, he was just, we had an old recliner that we sit out next to the garbage can, uh, the dumpster there at the ark. And this fella was just sitting there in that recliner, just uh, maybe taking a load off his feet and resting for a few minutes. You say, preacher, did you run him off? No, I didn't. Uh, amen. Uh, he, as far as I could tell, he wasn't causing any harm or doing anything wrong. And uh, if, if that old um, faded out raggedy recliner could be, of a help to him just for a few moments, I say to God be the glory. Amen. Boy, I'm telling you, there's people uh, all over the place that need help. Uh, amen. So you say, preacher, what do they need? Well, what they need is Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the answer to all the problems of life. But amen, if we could just do something to help them uh, tangibly, physically. Uh, amen. Uh, and boy, it could be that God just put that old recliner. We hauled it off to the dump on Friday. But if God put it there just for a little while to let that let that fellow know that somebody cares about him, I believe it's worth it all, don't you? So remember, uh, Carolyn, and that ministry that they're involved in, reaching the homeless for Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe the Lord's pleased with that, don't you? Amen, I really do. Somebody else this evening? Amen, Miss Linda. Miss Linda just wanted to brag on the Lord for an answered prayer. Amen. We talked about. Amen. 
That's good. That's good. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. We talked about Eddie Bailey this morning as uh, Miss Holly felt burdened to intercede on, or actually I think Eddie asked you to do that, didn't he? Uh, Eddie asked Holly to intercede on his behalf, and we prayed for him on Wednesday, and we anointed him. And uh, he went to, to the doctor on Thursday for an appointment and whatever it was that had been found uh, at his previous visit, uh, the doctor said it's not there anymore. Well, you can call that what you want. I call that uh, the, Lord, uh, uh, the Lord rewarding the faith of his young'uns. Uh, amen. According to his will, that's the key. Uh, when we pray for healing or, or whatever it is, we always have to pray, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. Amen. Appreciate that, Linda. Somebody else tonight? Amen. Miss Mary has an unspoken request. Any other unspoken request tonight by the uplifted hand? Lost loved ones tonight. Amen. We need to pray for our lost loved ones. Time's running out. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Anybody else this evening? We'll gather around the altar and we'll take these requests for the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Appreciate Brother Ray being with us tonight. Ray, you lead us in prayer, brother. Yes, God, we thank you this evening. God, for your goodness, thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, Lord, uh, God, I thank you, God, Lord, for this privilege we have to gather in your house, Lord, and in your name with your people, God. Lord, you said we're two or three, Lord, are gathered, Lord, you'd be in the midst. So, Lord, would you just uh, see fit to manifest the reality of your presence, God, amongst your people here tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that, uh, Lord, you might speak to us, Lord, through the uh, power of your word tonight. God, 
sheep things the Lord meet that need. And God, so many needs, so many requests. But we're so thankful that there's a God in heaven that loves us. God's still on his throne. Lord, I pray you just continue to pour out your blessings upon us as you see fit, Lord. And God, have you willing to wait tonight there in service, God. When it's all said and done, the Lord will be quick to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for everything that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray. We'll receive our uh, Sunday night offering at this time. If we could have a couple of ushers come forward tonight. Amen. Looks like it's Greg and Sam. If Anthony wasn't sitting so far in the back, he might have made it. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. He's too busy taking care of them girls. Amen. Them girls were at our house today, and I'm glad I come back to church instead of going home with them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Greg, you lead us in prayer. We love him because he first loved us. Brother Henry Davis, you come and sing for us, brother. Amen. Make Michael sing with you. <laughs> he probably run, run everybody out of here, don't you think? So, 
Praise God. Boy, I don't have to holler. He was, he was, he, y'all was saying, uh, he was talking about something a while ago about the sheep and the goats and all of that. Uh-oh. I, I believe we all sheep in here. Yeah. The, the Bible says, verily, verily, I say unto, to, to, uh, uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door uh-huh. into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Huh? And it says, but he that enters in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Okay? And when he putteth forth his own sheep, goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but he flee from him, for they know not his voice of a stranger. Uh-huh. See, when Jesus calls us, that door opens. Yeah. We hear and we go in. Because we are sheep. We are sheep to Jesus. You know? Yeah. But the song that I'm going to sing is uh, No. I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to sing. Yeah, I'm going to sing because he told me to. But but I need some help. Come on. And and when I say uh when I say I'm glad, you supposed to say I'm glad about it, okay? All That's right. all y'all got to say is I'm glad about it. You got it? Because it's another day's journey. It's another day's journey, and we got to, we 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 glad to be on this 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 side of the grass. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So so it's he give us another day, and it's another day's journey. And and you got to be glad about being here. I know we live in an evil world, but we glad to be here. To be a shining light in the darkness. Amen. Amen. So, so you're supposed to say, I'm glad about it, okay? When I say, I'm going to test you out first, and then we're going to sing, all right? It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. I'm glad about it. Woo, y'all good, boy. <laughs> we get ready to have some fun now. Amen. I tell you what, I, I I don't get up here for a show. I tell you what, the Lord, the Lord blesses the Lord bless me to be be uh, accountable and capable of 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 lifting up His word, lifting up, lifting lifting Him up. That's what that's what I'm here for. I ain't here for me. I'm here for Him. Amen. And that, and and I'm in a relationship with Him. 
He tell me to come down here and sing. The preacher tell me to come down here and sing. I'm gonna come down here and sing. I can't. I can't sit up there and say, "No, preacher, I can't do it today. I got yeah. to do it." In 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 whatever shape I'm in, yeah, I've got to do the Lord's will, and this is His will. Now y'all got it, boy. Yeah. Y'all got it, really. Here we go. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm Yes, I'm glad. Lord, I'm glad. Well, it's another day's journey, and I'm glad. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Well, he made the lame to walk, you know I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad. Lord, I'm glad. Well, he made the lame to walk, you know I'm glad, glad Lord, I'm so glad to be here. Well, he made the blind to see, you know I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad. Lord, I'm glad. Well, he made the blind to see, you know I'm glad. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Well, he made the deaf to hear, you know I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad. Lord, I'm glad. Well, he made the deaf to hear, you know I'm glad. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Listen here. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Well, it's another day's journey, and I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad. Lord, I'm glad. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Amen. Let me tell you now. Now I got to tell them something now. Now, now, being glad, the Lord has showed me some stuff along the way, along the way that I I have to share with y'all. And I'm gonna tell you how what He said that His will be done. His will when His will's done. I'm going to tell you, I, uh, he allowed me to see some real miraculous stuff along the way in my life. And, 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 and I'm going to try to make this story short. Me and some guys was, was praising God and, 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 and everything in, a, in, in, in the uh, uh, Knox Area Rescue Mission. She, 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 was, uh, she was talking about homeless people and stuff like that a while ago we was around homeless people and I tell you what I'm telling you what 
when a bunch of homeless people get together, man, I tell you, brother, brother, I tell you what, man, yeah. it's, 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 it's something to deal with. I mean, at the time, they, you know, I, I was homeless, and I didn't know what homeless really was, but I was homeless, and, and the Lord said, you go in there, and, and you go in there and lay down with them people in there like that. And I got in that line, buddy. I tell you, man, I ain't going to lie. It, it didn't smell too good. And I said, Lord, I ain't doing that. And I got ready to walk out the door, and it was raining, thundering and lightning, and a big old streak of lightning come down in front of me. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, Lord was saying, get your butt back in there. Humble yourself. And I humbled myself, and I went on in. Yeah. And then me and these guys, got I met some guys in there, pretty good old boys, you know what I'm saying? They love the Lord and everything, so I joined up with them. We got together, man, we started. They, they finally let us out and, and got us in the program next door. That was a, it was a program you can go through, so I, I, I went to the program. And we and me and them guys was in the program. We was praising the Lord and, and yeah. everything. And 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 I tell you, this man walked up to us. We was in the laundry room watching. This man walked in there. He come in there. He had a guitar on his back and he had a little backpack. Had his crutch. Had his crutch and he walked in there. He said, "I want y'all to pray for me." And we said, "Well, sit down here. We'll pray for you." He said, "I want you to pray for my leg." And when he lifted up his pant leg, and when he come up with his pant leg, the meat peeled off with his pants, and it was nasty, the thing I ever seen in my life. I'm telling you, his leg was eight plum up. And 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 it was just 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 nasty. Skin was peeling off. And uh said, Well, we'll pray for him. We prayed for him, laid hands on him and everything. And uh, he had went to the outside part where everybody goes and smokes. They got a, a place where they can go and smoke and be outside, you know, uh, and everything. And, and he went out there. And so we was going out there to get some air or whatever. And we heard him say to his friend, he had a friend with him, he said, or whatever his name was, I forget his name, Fred, whatever his name was. He said, Fred, look at my leg. Fred said, well, I ain't going to repeat what Fred said. Fred said, I don't want to look at that blankety blank, 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 blank leg, <laughs> that nasty, that nasty looking leg of yours. He said, no, look at my leg. He, he looked at it. He said, what the, you know what? And we heard it. And we went over and looked at that man's leg, and you know what? It was restored whole. Now, you talking about some miraculous stuff. Now, you may not believe that until you see that. But I'm going to tell you what God can do. I'm going to tell you what, what, what the healing power of Jesus Christ is. That was a healing now. Now, you talking about, I mean, it, it was miraculous. I mean, it, 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 he, he shows people, certain people, certain things. 
But I wanted to share that with y'all. That's good. That right. he's able to do miraculous yeah, things. Man. We just got to have the faith. I like We just got to have the faith that he will do the the un, unbelieving stuff that 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 you know that you just don't see too much of these days now Thank you me. see it on tv sometimes where they heal people and stuff you got to watch what you look at because some of it's fake you know some people are faking you, you you might see somebody roll in on a wheelchair like me and then 20 minutes later, see, I could have my leg tucked up and under there and this, <laughs> you know, or some, some old crazy stuff. But um, people do stuff like that. That's right. And we got to watch out for stuff yeah. like that. But when you see it verbatim and God shows you the miraculous power that he has. Thank you. Oh, Lord, it's good. It's good that you've been in the presence of God good. like that. All right, I just wanted to share that with That's y'all. Good, y'all, just keep the faith and have faith that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that seek him to do those things. When you sick, call on Jesus. When somebody else sick, call on Jesus. When you're hurting, call on Jesus. I mean, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's good. You know, and he left his Holy Spirit down here for us. You know, call on the Holy Spirit to come and, and, and sup with you and, and, and teach you, guide you, and lead you. And I guarantee you, 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 you have that faith that God will do miraculous things and each and every one of our lives. I'm looking for a miraculous healing in my body. Bless you. You know, for my foot. You know, whatever, whatever is called for, for, for to happen with any parts of me, let it happen, and I'm still going to praise God. Amen. 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 Even, even, even if he don't. I mean, some things he he don't. He don't, he don't uh, heal. And it's, it's his will. Because he knows, he knows, he knows what the outcome is going to be. As long as it's praising him and giving him glory. Good, Amen. Yeah, and uh, that's all I have. To say. Praise God, brother. That's good. All right. Enjoy James Henry tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I love Brother James Henry. Praise God. Uh, we were able to uh, help him and put him a, a ramp on his house, uh, his front porch, so he could get in and out for dialysis. And what a blessing that was. I asked him, I said, Brother, that helping you? He said, Oh, yeah, it's helping me. Praise God. Amen. We've got to be there to help each other and to do for one another. Amen. I'll tell you what, when you're going through the valley, you're going to want somebody to be there to help you. Amen. I appreciate my brother. Appreciate uh, what a... Amen. Amen.
I tell you what, I think a lot of times we miss out on opportunities to be a help to other people. And uh, we say, well, I don't, I don't know. I can't find anybody to help. Hey, maybe you're just not looking hard enough. Amen. There's people all over the place that need Jesus Christ. Amen. And as we've already said, Christ is the answer to every situation. Appreciate that, brother. Amen. Uh, somebody else have a, have a word for the Lord tonight? Have a song that you'd like to sing? You be obedient tonight. We're on the Lord's time. I've got a message, but uh, amen. We'll uh, get to that when the Lord's ready for us. Everybody. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Somebody else tonight. Amen, Carolyn. Yes. Praise God. good it's wonderful Carolyn <laughs> Heaven, hallelujah amen I love Carolyn's testimony and uh, she talks about how that there was a time and I'll never forget the night I believe it was around Thanksgiving uh, that we were uh, having communion observing the Lord's Supper here at the church, and she walked out, and I was burdened for her. I could tell something wasn't right, but um, she just, because of some things that were going on in her life at that time, she just wasn't able to uh, take and observe the Lord's Supper with a clear conscience. Uh, but she went, she got the help she needed, and she came back, and then she was able to, to, to partake, amen, because of what God had done in her life. And I say to God, be the glory for that this evening. I love her dearly, amen. Somebody else this evening? It's good to be here tonight. God been good to anybody else this evening? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There's this, um, you know, for whatever reason, we think, well, you know, God's will is a mystery. And uh, it can be for a time, but the Lord wants you to know His will. Of course, we know His will primarily is found through His Word. Uh, but I'm telling you, in God's time, and as you seek His face through prayer and uh, staying in, faithful in your Bible study and and, and being faithful in God's house, I believe in God's time, He'll uh, show you of what is His good and acceptable and perfect will for your life. Appreciate that, Maria. Somebody else this evening? Amen, Greg. Amen, Greg. 
Amen. That's right. Amen. Somebody said, do you have the perfect church? I said, no, because when I come in, at, if it was perfect, it was the moment I walked in is the moment it was imperfect. But we've got a good church, and the reason we've got a good church is because we serve a good Savior, a perfect Savior. Amen. We preach from a perfect Bible. Can I say that tonight? Amen. I'm thankful for the Word of God this evening. Somebody else, you be obedient. Don't... I don't want your disobedience to rob me of a blessing. God's spoken to you about something. You be obedient tonight. All minds and hearts clear this evening. Michael, God been good to you, brother? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's so, I, and again, I've already mentioned, it's so good to have Tamar with us tonight. And uh, Amen, brother. Amen. Just uh, got to have lunch. You know, I like to do that. I like to eat, praise the Lord. And me and Michael and Tam Yeah, go ahead, brother. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, and you know, I tell you what, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest ways, one of the greatest miracles is not only for God to save a soul, but for God to restore a family. And the devil wants to, he wants to destroy families. But I believe God's in the, in, in the business of putting families back together. Amen? And you know, you say, what's the difference between a, a broken family and a, and a family that God's put back together? Well, there's the difference, God. You put God into the equation and, and uh, amen, things, uh, things go a lot better when God's in the mix. Amen. Uh, he's the glue. That, that, uh, that puts it all together. Can I say it that way? I appreciate you, brother. Hallelujah. Appreciate that. But again, we was at, uh, uh, we were eating and, and uh, just sat there, me and Michael, and it was Tamar and Tamara's birthday. And uh, can you, well, I tell you what, it's hard to take care of one kid on their birthday, but two on the same day. My goodness. But uh, uh, walked out and uh, tomorrow and Tamara went another direction and me and Michael were saying I said brother I said you are so blessed to have those kids and uh, just uh, you know just precious young people and it is an honor to have tomorrow with us tonight amen praise God somebody else this evening Amen. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's right. Come on, brother. Amen. 
Come on. Eccentric, yes. Amen. The Bible says Moses, he uh, his face shined with the glory of God. Uh, amen. But, you know, Paul wrote it this way in 2 Corinthians. He said that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So what uh, Moses experienced on the outside, we have on the inside through the indwelling holy presence of God. But not only that, we have a continuous uh a continual access to God's glory, not just through the Holy Spirit internally, but externally through the infallible, inerrant, inspired Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for His glory tonight. Anybody else before we preach this evening? God been good to you. Amen, Mary. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's good, Mary. It was taught this week, your president, and notice I said your president, no, I'm just kidding, but he made the statement, he's talking about that we're moving towards a new world order. And, you know, for years... That was talked about as being a conspiracy. Uh, that was sensational, but it really wasn't taking place. But did you know everything that I was taught growing up about uh, the one world? You know what they're talking about when they mention a, a, a one world government, a new world order? They're talking about a one world government, globalism. They're talking about a one world currency. Amen. This uh, Bitcoin and all this you know, everything's going digital. Uh, amen. One of these days, your dollar bills aren't going to be worth anything. Amen. Everything's going to be digital so they can keep up with it. Amen. You're not going to have any control over your money. Uh, they're going to have control over it. They're going to give it to you as they see fit. Amen. But then the third aspect of it is the one world religion. Everybody coming together. Amen. Everybody coming together. Let's unite around what? Well, we don't know what we're uniting around. We're just going to come together. Amen. That's right. Yeah, go ahead, James Henry. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
It may. That's right. Yeah, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Hey, man. That's right. Yes, sir. Listen. Listen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's good, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. It's coming down to where uh, you're going to find out who's real and who's not. Amen. Amen. Appreciate that, brother. Amen. Cutting my head off, they do me a favor. Sudden death, sudden glory. Amen. To live is Christ. To live is Christ. Mike and brother. Hey, some of y'all, you say, what in the world's going on here? Hey, we're just worshiping the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right, all minds and hearts clear. I'm going to preach. Have you been obedient tonight? Hallelujah, Scott. Amen. Any others tonight? Amen, Joanne. Anybody else? Go ahead, Pam. Yeah.
good painting. Boy, it's good. Amen. It's good, sis. Amen. Amen. I can. This song's been on my heart lately. If I can read the words, they're small.
scarred hand tonight, aren't you? The great physician's touch. Amen. He can heal our bodies, but most of all, I'm thankful that he healed our sin-sick souls. And thank God for that. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles tonight, if you will, to Romans chapter number 2. Romans chapter number 2. As we pick up in our study of the Word of God tonight, and I'm thankful for things that have been discussed this evening because it goes right along with tonight's message. You know, aren't you thankful that, uh, uh, amen, God's able to work the music and the testifying and the preaching all together to give us the recipe, the exact recipe for what we stand in need of. So this evening, let's look, amen, uh, now i got to figure out where we're at. Amen. Let's look tonight, uh, Romans chapter number 2, verse number 11. Verse number 11. Uh, you can stand with me tonight and reverence the Word of God if you're able. If not, you can stay seated. Amen. Romans chapter number 2, verse 11. For there is no respect of persons with God. Do you believe that this evening? For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are, the, are a law unto themselves which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the mean while accusing uh, or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to what? The gospel. Heavenly Father, I love you. I pray your blessings would be upon the reading and preaching of thy word tonight. And I pray that you'd use us this evening to be a help and a blessing to the people, God, I pray that you'd call to remembrance the things which we've studied and prepared. Uh, God, I pray that your word, God, might, uh, uh, Lord, uh, be food to our hungry souls. God, nourish us up, grow us up, mature us in our faith. Help us to keep on keeping on for you, Lord. I pray that, uh, Lord, you draw sinners unto yourself as we lift up the gospel and the word of God. Honor your, son, ex uh, honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humble servant. We'll praise you for who you are and what you do. If there might be one tonight that is lost, I pray you'd save them before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. All right, I want us to continue this evening moving through chapter number 2 of the book of Romans. Uh, as we begin in verse number 11, um, amen. We have been looking at, as this chapter provides us with various uh, standards by which God is going to judge us when we stand before Him one day. I want to remind you that there is a judgment day coming. As it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. Now everybody's not going to be standing before the same judgment, for the saved will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. But for the lost, those who are without Christ, who have never been saved, uh, they're going to stand before the great white throne judgment. But either way, there's a standard that we're going to be held to. And uh, we've talked about several of those standards. And the last time we met, excuse me, the time before, we talked about the goodness of God. 
uh, amen, that God is going to judge us according to the level of goodness that he's bestowed out and poured out on our lives. How many of you tonight would say God's been good to you? Uh, I'd say he's been better to me than what I've deserved, amen. And uh, boy, I tell you, if I, if I got what I deserved, I'd be in hell. Amen. I'm talking about from the life that I've lived since I got saved. It still falls short of God's standard. Amen. Uh, of course, the number one standard is truth. We're going to be judged according to the truth of God's Word. Now, last time we met, we talked about laying up treasures. What kind of inheritance are we laying up? I want to make sure that I'm laying up the right kind of treasures so that I receive the right kind of reward. And may I remind you that whatever... Uh, reward ye receive in the next life depends upon what kind of treasures you're laying up in this life. You can't wait till after you die uh, to decide at that point in time I'm going to start laying up some treasures. No, my friend. Uh, at the point of death, uh, amen, what kind of reward you receive will have already been determined. So you better make sure you're laying up treasures. On this side, amen. So you're going to reap the right kind of reward. But tonight we're going to consider another standard by which God's going to judge us one day. And that is the law of God. The law of God. Now before you get all nervous, I'm just going to give you what the Bible says, amen. Uh, can I, let me give you these verses. James chapter 2 verse number 9. The Bible says, but if you have respect to persons, ye commit sin. Y'all hear me tonight? Amen. And are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For that he said, do not commit adultery, he said also, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. And by the way, one of the most clear definitions of sin is a transgression of the law. Um, you know, I think it's interesting here that James brings out the fact that having respect of persons is an act of sin. You know, we want to talk about big sins and little sins, don't we? And what everybody else is guilty of is a big sin, but what we ourselves are guilty of, that's no big deal, right? But did you know according to the Word of God that having respect of persons is just as bad as if you commit murder? Uh-oh. Uh, I'm meddling now, aren't I? Uh, Matthew 5, 27, 28, Jesus took the truth to another level when He said, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery, uh with her already in his heart. You know, you can be guilty of breaking the law not just by committing a sinful act, but having the wrong kind of attitude. Amen? Now, what Paul is doing here in Romans, all right, Romans chapter number 2, he's really setting us up. Because as we move into chapter number 3, we're going to see the real purpose for the book of Romans, especially this first section, and that is to establish the undeniable and unquestionable fact that we are all guilty before God and we're all without excuse. From the pulpit to the pew. Can I get a witness? We talked about that this morning. Amen. And if we're looking to find fault in one another, 
we don't have to look very far, do we? Amen? I mean, if I started uh, picking the life of Brother Sam apart with a fine tooth comb, it wouldn't take me very long to find some flaws and some faults. But you know what? Brother Sam start meddling in my life and open the closets and looking under the rugs. He's going to find a few skeletons, uh, a few things that this old boy ain't proud of and I'm ashamed of. Why? Because there's plenty of fault to be found in all of us. But I've got news for you tonight. There's one who came. Amen. That they picked him apart. They, they did everything they could. Amen. Uh, uh, to trick him. And, and to uh, get him to fall into sin. And tried to, to convince him to commit just the one little ounce or speck of sin. Why? Because just one little speck or ounce of sin in the life of Jesus would have caused him to be an unworthy and an ineligible sacrifice. But Pilate looked at him. He measured him up. And you know what he said? He said, I find no fault in this man. Aren't you thankful tonight that although they may find plenty of fault in you in my life, hallelujah, there's one that came, the King of glory. They've still yet to find any fault in him, hallelujah. You know why? Because he was sinless. The Bible says that he was undefiled, that he was holy, and he was separate from sinners. I don't believe Jesus could have even committed sin if he wanted to. That's how holy he was. You say, preacher, if that's the case, then why did they tempt him then? To prove what God already knew, that he was sinless and he was unworthy. Sacrifice. All of a sudden, I feel like preaching. Brother James Henry, you got me in a mood, hallelujah. Amen. But again, did you know that in order that one way or another, the righteous demands of the law will be fulfilled to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. You know, sometimes we have this idea that when Jesus came, it's, it's as if the law just kind of melted away. No. The law is what the law always has been. It's God's standard that must be fulfilled perfectly precisely and accurately. But you know what? I've got news for you. You and I could not live up to that standard. We could not meet that mark. And once again, that's what man tries to do is to lower the standard and make the level of holiness that man has to live up to in order to satisfy the righteous demands of God to make it uh, simpler. No, my friend... God's standard for righteousness is today what it always has been. And that's perfection. Did you hear me? 100% if God were to see any ounce of sin, any blemish in your or my life, then we'd all have a problem. Amen. Because God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. That which is light cannot have fellowship with the darkness. But I got news for you. What you and I couldn't do for ourselves, somebody else did it for us. Jesus lived that absolutely perfect, holy and pure. Can I just share some things with you tonight? Amen. Praise God. I, I'm, I'm all excited. But y'all's in a mess now. You should have got me in the pulpit, uh, amen, 30 minutes earlier. Hallelujah. But you know, you know the, the miracle of the incarnation of Christ and you know what, I'm not talking about a flower. <laughs> that's a good time to laugh, that was a joke. The incarnation, that's the fact that God became a man. 
Do you know the miracle of the fact that a holy God would be able to live, would be willing to leave the perfection of heaven and come and dwell as if he were a sinful man? Amen. Uh, let me let me give you a verse. Oh my goodness, y'all got me all messed up. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what you did it on purpose, didn't you, James? Amen. Let me read something to you here if I can find it. I can't uh, I can't read I can't see very well. My contacts is all cloudy. Amen. Oh, I don't know if I can find it or not. Y'all got me all out of sorts tonight. Uh, well, and again, you can read it on your own, but in Romans chapter number eight, and I, and I really I can't see, that's my problem. I'm blind. You know what one blind said to the other, I see, I see. Amen. But hey, uh, the Bible says that Jesus literally, he lived as if he were a sinner. Now Jesus was not a sinner. Can I get a, get a witness tonight? Uh, the Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. But Jesus, when he left heaven, he was willing to live as if he were a sinner. You know what that means? That he submitted himself in under the curse of sin. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Amen? But he made himself of no reputation. He was made in the likeness of men. And he took upon him the form of a servant and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But did you know that Christ suffered before he ever went to Calvary? From the moment that he entered into this world as a human being, he lived his life as if he were under, he wasn't under the curse of sin, a sin that he never committed. A sin that he knew nothing about. But yet he lived his life from the moment of birth until the day he died as if he were a sinner. And it all culminated on Calvary when he died in your place and for your sins. By the way, not only is the incarnation of Jesus important, but also the virgin birth of Christ is important as well. You know, some versions of the Bible would tell us that he was just born of a woman, a young girl. That's heresy. Because the virgin birth is just as important as the crucifixion itself. You say, preacher, why is that? Well, it's because, see, we sinners, for as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death hath passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Romans 5.12 It's like a spiritual, it's like spiritual genetics. That sinful seed passed down from one generation to the next. From the time Adam fell in the garden all the way up into the time of Jesus, and even after so. The one thing my daddy gave me that I'm not thankful for, he gave me that spiritual gene of sin. Thanks, Dad. But he inherited it from his dad. But you know, it skipped a line when it came to Jesus. Because Jesus didn't have an earthly father. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost. And because he was virgin born, he was not born with the same sinful flesh that you and I are born with. And he was a worthy and an eligible sacrifice. 
that was capable of suffering not just for your sins or my sins, but for the sins of all humanity. Somebody say amen tonight. Y'all got me all off track. But I'm just saying, what God demanded was perfection. And you know what I'm looking at tonight? A bunch of imperfect people. Ain't none of us any better than the next. Rich or poor, black or white, ground's level at the foot of the cross. And when we choose to be, hey, homeless or living in the biggest mansion in town, ain't no difference in none of us. Ain't no big eyes or little use in God's family. And that's why it is a sin for us to be respecter of persons. Why would you? Aren't you glad God ain't no respecter of persons? Where would you be? You'd either be there or on your way, hallelujah. So how can those who have experienced the amazing, marvelous grace of God have the gall or the audacity to be respecter of persons? There's no such thing as elitism in God's family. Do you know the homeless man ought to be as welcome here as the wealthy man? Huh? That's a problem with churches today. They want to cater to certain ones and exclude others. That's of the devil. Huh? Amen. No respecter of persons with God. You know, God, God ain't running a carnival court. Or a, is it a kangaroo court? That's what they call it. Amen. He ain't going to shortchange nobody. His judgment is right and just. Hey, honey, we may be done wrong in this life, but one day we're going to be judged accordingly as it relates to the righteous standard of God. You say, what are you saying? You better have the righteousness of Jesus applied to your life or you're going to be in a mess. Amen, because you ain't perfect and I ain't neither. So we need one who was willing and able to be perfect for us. <laughs> and I'm thankful I know a man who fits the bill. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know one who lived up to the standard and was able to do for me what nobody else could do. Verse 12, an alliteration. I don't even know what time it is. Praise God, y'all got me so messed up. Amen. I got to quit. All right. The other night I was preaching. What time was it? I wasn't used to wearing a watch, and I, I had a watch sitting right here and didn't even know I could. Y'all, never mind. Y'all pray for you, preacher. For as many have sinned without the law, verse 12, shall also perish without the law. Paul is building on the statement he made in verse 11 when he said God's no respecter of persons. And the first way he demonstrates that truth is by showing how that God will hold the heathen and the Gentiles accountable for their guilt. Even though they did not have the law to reveal it or show it to them. Now this brings up a rather controversial subject, and that is, will sinners who've never heard a clear-cut presentation of the gospel still go to hell in spite of their ignorance? And the answer to that is yes. They will. That doesn't seem fair to us, does it? You know, uh, for many that just is something that 
you know, how could God let sinners go to hell who never had a chance to hear the gospel? But biblically speaking, friend, sinners who haven't been as fortunate or privileged as you are. Do you know, if you have, if you have been afforded the opportunity to hear one clear-cut gospel presentation in your life, you are blessed more than most. There's people who live their entire lives and never hear about a Jesus who died for their sins. Sinners who haven't been as fortunate and privileged as you, all, you and I are, they are just as lost, they are just as guilty, and they will spend an eternity in hell just like a person who's heard the truth a hundred times. Now, I would say I think you could make the case that the degree of guilt will be different. As the Bible seems to indicate that there are degrees of punishment in hell. I got some of you bum fuzzle, I can tell. But I don't have time to go into that. Bottom line, the ministry of missions is important. Because people's eternal destiny depends upon whether or not somebody loves them, cares about them enough. To go and tell them about Jesus. Amen. How shall they? Uh, verse, Romans 10. Let me give you this. Romans 10, 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. There's no respecter of persons. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you believe that this evening? How then shall they call on Him? in whom they've not heard, or in whom they've not believed. How shall they believe in whom, in him of whom they've not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But can I just say to you tonight, you don't have to go to the other side of the world to find somebody that ain't never heard the gospel. These people y'all's talking to in Kingsport, many of them, they don't know the difference between Jesus and Muhammad. They weren't as blessed and as fortunate as I was to grow up to where the good news, the message of Christ, the offer of salvation is all I ever heard. Foreign missions is important, but somebody needs to go to the homeless. Somebody needs to go to the trailer parks. Somebody needs to go to the projects. But again, we don't want to do that. Why? Because it makes us uncomfortable. Gets us out of our element, praise God. I'm glad Jesus was willing to get out of his element to come to where you were. I promise you, it was a lot more uncomfortable for Christ to come save your sorry hide than it was for you to go where most people aren't willing to go today. See, that's the problem of church. Amen? The church wants to pick and choose who it ministers to. God forbid. Amen. And you say, well, I just don't have a burden. You know why you ain't got a burden? Because you ain't got no vision. You, you know why you don't have a vision? Because you ain't never went to where they're at and got your eyes full 
of things that would blow your mind. See things you ain't never seen before. Smell things you ain't never smelled before. Can I say to you, you ought not be too good to get your hands dirty for Jesus. Ministry is messy. And if you're going to make a difference in the lives of lost sinners, you're going to have to be willing to get dirty and get, get, you, get your hands dirty. Ray, you grew up on a mission field, amen. You know what I'm talking about tonight. It ain't all glitz and glamour, friend. You get a vision, you get a burden. But to get the vision, you've got to go where they're at. See them as they are. You know what, do, do some of you good? Ride the church van one week. Go to the houses we go to. Go to the trailer parks we go to. Amen. Meet the parents or the guardians of some of these kids. You know what you'll do? You'll get out of that van and you'll, you'll uh, amen, you'll, you'll get down on your hands and knees and kiss the payment and say, thank you, Lord, for what you give to me and what you did for me and how blessed I am. Boy, I'm trying to help somebody tonight. The distinction, verse 12, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Paul is continuing to drive home this thought that God is no respecter of persons by showing how that even though the heathen who have sinned without the law will still perish in spite of their ignorance, so also those Jews who were so blessed and privileged to possess the law to receive it and be made aware of their sin because it will all, all, they will also die and go to hell in spite of what they know and have been made aware of. Can I say to you that hell is filled with intelligent people? Hell is filled with people who know too much for their own good. Your knowledge won't get you anywhere without obedience. Now, I'm going somewhere, and we're going to wrap it up here in just a minute, but I, I, I want to get to this point. There's a demonstration, verse number 13, for, the hear, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. And James elaborates that, that don't be a forgetful hearer of God's Word, but do be a faithful doer of. See, my problem, Brother Sam, is not what I... No, but it's what I do or don't do with what I know. I, I, I know enough, and I'm not bragging or boasting. Now. I'm just saying because I've been in church all my life, I know enough to where if I just apply that knowledge, amen, there, there ought to be, I, ought to, I ought to have a harvest of sinners, souls walking behind me. But what we want to do is we want to base uh, our standing before God. I must be right with God because of what I know. And we tend to boast and brag about our knowledge. You ever met a know-it-all? I don't care what subject it is you're talking about, they've got all the answers. Amen? Amen, sis. Praise, or bro, amen. I still want to see CS do happy birthday again. That was just epic this morning. You missed it. Hallelujah. 
What you know ought not cause you to be proud. What you know ought to humble you. Because the more you know, Brother Sam, the higher standard you're going to be held to when you stand before God one day. Unto whomsoever much is given of Him. Did you know, I, I believe this. I believe I'm going to be held accountable for every time I've sit in the pulpit and listened to a preacher preach. Not based upon whether or not I knew what he was talking about or whether or not I learned it, but what I did with it. Did I take it and apply it to my life or did I allow it to go in one ear and out the other like we do so many times when we sit in God's house? It ain't about what you know. It's about what you choose to do with what you know. And once again, the very first time you hear the gospel about how God loved you so much that He sent His Son to die in your place and for your sins, which He did for all of us, that moment you ought to crawl on your hands and knees to an altar. Because even if you just heard it one time, when you stand before God, you will be judged. And you will be held accountable for what you did with what you heard. Did you receive it? Did you re reject it? Did you accept it? Did you turn away from it? Amen. Let me just go one step further tonight. Again, y'all messed this thing up. i got to land this plane sometime, right? Observation, verse 14, For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these have not the law are, in, are a law unto themselves. It's almost, it's a mysterious statement. It's almost like those who, those Gentile heathen that did not receive the law, or did not know the law, but yet it's almost like they have an inner voice or a conscience that they'll be held accountable. Anybody know what I'm talking about, a conscience? That even before, before you got saved and the Holy Ghost come into your heart, there was this voice that helped you, that kind of put his finger on your life and said, you ought not be doing that. Go ahead, Grace. You just said you know what I'm talking about. Amen. I, amen. That's right. It's called a conscience. Conscience with knowledge. We were born with a conscience. Now your conscience can have different can be in a different, different condition. You can have a good conscience. You can have a defiled conscience. You can have an evil conscience. Or you can have a seared conscience. Seared with a hard, hot iron, a callous conscience. To where no matter what you do, it just kind of falls off you like water off a duck's back. It's where a lot of people are at today. Their conscience has been seared. Men, a conviction, verse 15, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience always bearing witness. All right, here's where I want to get to, and we'll, we'll conclude with this. Verse 15, an accusation. And their faults, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. A determination, verse 16. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men. Intercession, 
by Jesus Christ according to the gospel. Can I summarize it? Oh man, I about messed up. You know what the Bible says? Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is a discerner of the very thoughts and intents of your heart. 1 Corinthians 4, 5, the Bible says that uh, don't judge anything before the time until the Lord come, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Psalm 139, thou knowest my down sittings and my uprising, thou understandest my thoughts from afar off. Jeremiah 11, 12, 20, but O Lord of hosts that judgest righteously, that triest the reins the inner man, the thoughts. <laughs> Can I say, and we're closing with this tonight, God knows your thoughts. That ought to terrify you. Now maybe it don't you because maybe you're a, a little bit higher up on the chain than I am. You, I ain't got that halo on my head like some of you do, hallelujah. If you knew some of the thoughts that enter into my mind, you wouldn't let me stand behind that pulpit. I'm just trying to be real tonight. But I got news for you. We may not let you sit in a pew if we knew some of the thoughts that entered into your mind. I'm just saying, brother, Paul is trying to show us just how guilty we are. In one passage in Romans, he calls us, he says, we're exceeding sinful. But yet, oh, we want to talk, oh, I'm so good. I'm so loved. I'm so wonderful. I'm up here and everybody else is down here. No, you're just as bad as the worst scoundrel on death row. Ain't no difference. And if we'd get, if we would understand that, we'd have revival. We put on the mask, man. We put on the front. Look at who I am. Look at how great I am. You ain't nothing apart from Jesus Christ. I am what I am by God's amazing grace. And you know what? When I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, if I, let's say I weren't saved. Thank God I'm saved. I ain't going to the white throne. I'm going to the judgment seat. Let's just say I wasn't saved and I stood before God. And let's just say I had never done one thing wrong, never committed a sinful act, Greg, never had a sinful attitude, at least demonstrated it publicly. But can I say something to you? If God simply judged me for my faults, I'd split hell wide open. And so would you. That's how much you need a Savior. That's how much you need forgiveness. Because there was one that not only did he live a perfect life, they looked him over, they measured it up, they did everything they could to find one sinful deed, and they never could find it. He never, he, you know, he did get angry, but anytime he got angry, he was right. There is such thing as righteous anger, amen? They never, he never had the, the first bad attitude. He was never greedy. He was never bitter. He never hated. 
But can I take it a step further? Not one vile thought ever entered entered into his mind. I can't fathom that. Because most of us have been through so much hell in our lives. And most of it's our own fault. Not always. But most people have been through so much hell in their lives. And they've experienced so much of the depravity of this world that their thought life resembles hell itself. You better be thankful that you serve one who was perfect, who was holy and who was righteous and who did for you what nobody else could do for you. And because he was perfect in action, attitude, and in his thoughts, when God sees you, if you're saved, he sees you not as you are, but as Christ is. He sees you as 100% perfect. That ought to make a Baptist Act like a Pentecostal. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory! (laughs) I was reading this week. Let me see if I can get it right. Statement somebody made. Gaze at the gospel until you get it. Look and look at the cross until you see it. If you really get a hold, Greg, of what Jesus did for you, all this respect a person's mess would go out the window and would go down to the other legalistic, self-righteous church that I don't even want to walk through the doors of because Jesus wouldn't be welcome there either. Let's all stand tonight. It's been good to be in God's house, hasn't it? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Anybody just raise a hand and say, not, Brother Nick, just pray that I would never be guilty of being a respecter of persons. Preacher, pray that I would grasp what Jesus did for me to the place to where I would be willing to go anywhere and do anything and to help anybody regardless if it gets me out of my comfort zone. Regardless if I have to get my hands dirty. Regardless if I have to get a little messy to lift somebody up out of the miry clay and do for them what Jesus did for me. Pray that I would never be guilty of being a respecter of persons. All over the house, hands are going up. Anybody here tonight say, Brother Nick, the truth is I came into the church not saved. Never been forgiven, never been cleansed, never, my life's never been changed. But tonight I've heard about Jesus. I've heard about this message, the good news of the gospel. How that somebody died in my place, was punished not for what he did, but for what I did. And tonight the Holy Spirit has convicted my heart, shown me, That what I need is for my heart to be changed. 
I want to be God's child. I want my sins to be forgiven. Preacher, I'm hopeless, I'm helpless. But tonight, God has shown me that there's somebody who loves me. Loved me so much that He'd die in my place and for my sins. Preacher, I just want to be honest tonight. Nobody's going to point you out. Nobody's going to come back and embarrass you. But preacher, I just want to be honest tonight and acknowledge the fact that I need Jesus. And I need Him to do for me and in my life what He's done for others. Anybody raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to point you out. But friend, you'll never be saved until you admit that you're lost. Preacher, I am, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm man enough to be honest and admit that if I were to die before this night's over, I'm afraid I wouldn't go to heaven, I'd go to hell because my sins have never been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Would you raise your hand tonight? I just want to pray for you. Would you raise your hand? Anybody tonight say, Preacher, I do not know that I know that I know that I'm saved and I'm forgiven by the blood of Christ. Father in heaven, I've done my best to preach the Word of God. Lord, I thank you for your spirit and your presence. Lord, I'm thankful we don't go to a dead church where we can come and, Lord, just worship you and praise you and to just bask in the splendor of your glory and grace. Know what it is to be forgiven, to be redeemed for our sins to be paid for. Lord, help us to never get over it. And God forbid that any of us would be guilty of being respecters of persons. After all you've done for us, how could we not recognize the highest of the high and the lowest of the low as nothing but sinners that are in need? of the amazing grace of God. Lord, bless during the invitation if somebody's lost and needs to be saved. I pray that you'd draw them into yourself, help them to bow down at an old-fashioned altar and give their life to Jesus. Lord, they will not regret it. Best thing that'll ever happen to them is to turn from sin and turn to Jesus. We'll praise you for what you're going to do. In your precious and holy name we ask these things. Amen. This grace is playing at the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light, the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day. Has that ever happened to you, friend? Have you ever been saved? Do you have the courage to step out of, out of your seat and walk down an aisle and give your heart to Jesus? I'll meet you here, and I'll pray with you, and I'll show you how you can leave this place being a child of God. Call me straight play.